Amen. Welcome to everyone tonight. If you are a guest, we welcome you. We're glad to have you. If you are watching us online, wherever you're watching us from, joining us from, we welcome you as a part of this service as well. Angel, it's good to see you tonight. Sister Trombley's sister, Sister Lawson's daughter, good to have her in service with us tonight. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And uh, obviously they're not here for various reasons, but we do give honor tonight to our bishop and mother right in their absence. Praise God. Amen. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. I do realize it is June and not December. So, just so you know, I know. I realize there are certain things we can only preach about at certain times. So I'm going to violate that tonight. Luke chapter 1, starting with verse number 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail! Depending where you're from, that could mean different things. If you're from the south, you may have thought he was saying, Never mind. (laughs) Thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Uh, My my youngest has gotten into listening to cassette tapes. Preaching tapes. And I actually still happen to have one that's not a Walkman. I remember what a Walkman is. All the kids are saying, what is a Walkman? Is it some man that's walking? No, it's not. It was a pretty phenomenal piece of technology when it came out. And I've got a cassette player that's it's not a Walkman, but it's that, remember the small ones that was a little bit bigger than the tape that recorded? So he came across one of my messages from the 90s and I was getting a hard time about my accent. So, hail. You have to determine what spelling that is based on the context. In case some of y'all aren't getting what I'm saying, you talk with an accent, you may have think he was saying H-E-L-L. There you go. Somebody's saying, what does he mean? Hail. You ever been through Hail. There's a song that says, if you're going through hail, don't stop. Anyway, oh, hallelujah. Hopefully this will all get a little better than this. Where were we? Thou art highly favored, and the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind, What manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. 
And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of, thy, of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of, his, of Jacob forever in his kingdom. Of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, like most of us do. How can this be? How can what you're saying be possible? Because we are thinking about it from our natural perspective and our natural viewpoint. So she says, how can this be? Seeing I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Somebody say overshadow. The power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Behold thy cousin Elizabeth she hath also conceived a son in her old age. This is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. The angel departed from her. Her first response was, it is impossible for what you are saying to be true, to happen. But her second response was, be it unto me. No more arguing, no more logic, no more reasoning. Be it unto me according to your word. I want to draw your attention back to that one word in verse number 35. Overshadow. How is this going to be? The Holy Ghost. The power of the highest is going to overshadow. Father, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for the privilege of being in your presence. God, I pray tonight that as we embark upon a new journey, a new season, this time of transition and change in Antioch and transition and change in us as the mother congregation, I am trusting and believing, God, that not only will you speak to us tonight, but I am trusting that you will move and work in this sanctuary tonight. God, I pray right now, Lord, that there would be faith activated and released in this sanctuary to mix with your word that it might profit us that it might produce in and through us in the name of Jesus Christ Father I trust you tonight I depend upon you for your anointing Lord in the name of Jesus Christ in Jesus name Amen God bless you you may be seated I realize you know this 
can I remind you, there really is, I don't think, anything in Scripture that is there without the purpose of you and I being able to learn something from it in application to our walk with God. Some things that may be more from a corporate standpoint, and other things may be more an individual application. But I believe that there are many things throughout the Word of God that not only is it there because we need to know what happened, we need some knowledge of the circumstances and situations and we need some of the history and need to know that. But it's also intended for us to learn from it. In fact, the Apostle Paul said that very plainly. These things happen to them for our example, for an example to us so that we could learn for for ourselves spiritual principles and applications. And so, I realize this passage of Scripture relays one of the most significant events in all of human history. The, the story of what brought about and the story of the coming of the Messiah. But I believe there's more to it than us just knowing how Jesus got here. I believe there's more significance and importance and things for us to learn from it than just the story of the birth of Jesus. And so, as we have read, the angel of the Lord shows up to Mary. You know, what's, what's amazing is, they were expecting at some point, this was going to happen to somebody. It's amazing what we expect. But when God says He's going to do it, we then doubt. Oh, Peter got thrown into prison. And they called a prayer meeting. And they were praying for Peter's deliverance. That was the focus. That was the purpose of the prayer meeting. God deliver Peter. Save Peter. Intervene for Peter. And they're praying. And guess what God just so happens to do? Imagine that. He answered their prayer. Peter gets delivered. And shows up at the prayer meeting. And knocks on the door where they're praying for him to be delivered. The young lady goes to the door. And there's Peter. What would you expect the response to be? Open the door. She leaves him standing there, runs back to all the ones that are praying. Um, Peter is at the door. Their response, it can't be Peter, he's in jail. We're praying for Peter, it can't be Peter. They said, it must be his angel. But I mean, there's no way God answered our prayer. Mary says, this can't be. What you're telling me is going to happen can't be. And here's the reason why. Here is why it is impossible for what you're saying to happen. I preach to people in this sanctuary tonight that the 
angel of the Lord, maybe not literally, but the word of the Lord has shown up on your doorstep. And the Holy Ghost has said, and some of you is saying to you, this is what I am going to do. He didn't say to Mary, this is what I want to do. This isn't what I'd like to do. He said, here's what's going to happen. And she starts a debate. And I preach to some people tonight that are in that very condition. The Word of the Lord is telling you what He's going to do. But you have all of the reasons why. It can't be. I preach to us as a group tonight. As the mother congregation. Having sown a hundred plus people. As to why they may have what they happen have. But for us. How can it be? I'm going to be real and honest with you tonight. You can sit and stare at me if you want to, but I'm just going to go ahead and say what some of you are thinking. How can this be? You, you want to do this, God? I'll say what I, I, I said it different this morning. I'll tell you what I'm believing for. Remember that 500 that's been up there? I realize I am, I am, I, I am so confused right now who I am, what I am. I got ordained so many times Thursday night. I'm not sure what I am. I don't really know what my title is right now. I'm trying to figure that out. I'm a senior elder. My wife doesn't like that because she thinks that sounds like I'm over the seniors. I'm a senior executive elder, I think, something like that. I don't know what I am. Now I don't know why I'm saying all that. Maybe I need to be over the seniors, not are. <laughs> why was this? Huh? Friday night. Thank you, 500. Thank you. Y'all are, some of y'all are listening. Thank you. I just got an invitation to Friday night, 50 and better. I can only be there if I remember it. Maybe that's why some folks aren't coming. From Sunday night or Thursday night to the next night, you forget. We need to send a reminder. Y'all might as well loosen up. <laughs> so I know I still have a role for the corporate, okay? That's what I'm trying to say with all my ramblings. I know I still have a corporate role, but I also have this new role as senior elder of the mother congregation. So from that perspective, remember that 500 that's been up there? By, I was the one that instructed them to take it down, so I'm not throwing anybody under the bus tonight, okay? But I'm just going to claim Whatever the rest of them do, that 500 is for us. That 500 is for those that are a part of the mother congregation. That 500 souls 
Whatever they experience, God bless them. But that's what we're going to experience. So, I, I'm, I may, if you, you don't think this or you haven't crossed your mind and you just pray for me, my human response to what I just said is, how can this be? We don't have this and we lost them and this and that. How can this be? I, I just kind of believe when you are, when you reach the moment of how can this be? You have actually reached one of the greatest moments. Because when you come to the realization, this really can't be from a logical, natural standpoint. That is the moment at which God is most able to step in and say, Now that you know what you can't do, let me show you what I can do. The angel was kind enough because he was sent by God so he was a reflection of God's character when he decided not. I don't know about you, but if I was that angel and she'd have started arguing, I'd have said, fine. See you later. I'm on to the next person. Aren't you glad that our doubts and our questions and sometimes our arguing doesn't deter God. Doesn't cause God to be offended. Well, if you're going to question me, then just forget it. The angel responded with an explanation of how it was going to happen. You found favor. You're going to conceive in the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. He's going to overshadow you. And when He overshadows you, it's going to be conceived in you. The word overshadow means this. To cast a shade upon. Nobody's running. Come on. By analogy, by analogy it means to envelop in a haze of brilliancy. That's a little bit better. Figuratively, it means to invest with preternatural influence. That means something beyond nature and what's natural. That means supernatural. You know what? I pray tonight that God would give every one of us a fresh faith and confidence in the power of the supernatural. Paul said, I have not come to you with enticing words of man's wisdom. 
I haven't come to impress you with eloquent speech, but He said, I've come to you with the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Am I preaching to anybody tonight that still believes in the supernatural power of the Holy Ghost? Anybody believe tonight that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever? That He is still the Almighty God who has all power and all ability to do today anything He's ever done before. There is going to be a supernatural occurrence in your life, Mary. And what cannot be done naturally is going to be supernaturally. I believe that we sit here tonight in the group we represent at a, at a great moment. Because we are at a moment when, when, when probably as much as any time before, we need there to be a supernatural movement of the Holy Ghost. And I also believe that God is more interested in you and I in doing that very thing. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost is going to overshadow you. I'm trying the best to say this right, and if I'm mispronouncing it, you can help me later. Don't embarrass me right now. Give me that little bit of pride to hold on to. Preternatural means exceeding what is natural or regular. It's beyond what is natural or regular. If I could add this in there. It's beyond what is Normal. Oh, Jesus. Let there be some Marys in this place tonight that will choose to stop arguing and reasoning and using natural logic and then will simply do as Mary say and respond, Be it unto me according to your word. Uh, am I preaching to anybody tonight that's been a bit distracted by what you can see? I don't mean just in a, co a corporate context. There, there's some stuff in your life individually. Is there anybody that's been distracted by some things that you're looking at and it gives you the reasons why it can't be done? But the Holy Ghost moves in this place tonight with a desire to overshadow you, to envelop you, and to produce in and through you what it is you can't do yourself. Genesis chapter number 1, familiar passage for most of you. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now listen, I, there, there, there's not a whole lot. There's not a whole lot of details about all this. Maybe you know more than I know. There's not a, there's, there's not a whole lot of detail. So you want to, you want all the detailed explanation, you're going to have to talk to somebody else. All I know is what's there. <laughs> and listen to what it says. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. Meaning, 
we, we kind of start, God said, let there be light, and there was light. Subconsciously, I think most of the time, we think of that as the beginning. But according to this, there was already something. There was an earth that was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. There was something already there before God said, let there be light. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Listen to what the, listen to the way the message Bible says, verse number two. Earth was a soup, S-O-U-P of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness, an inky blackness, and God's Spirit brooded like a bird above the watery abyss. Oh, hallelujah. God's Spirit was hovering over the darkness, the void, the chaos, if you will. And it was out of that that God begins to bring order and form from where nothingness was. Read John 3, I think it's verse 5 in the Message Bible, and it says something along the lines about the new birth, that the Spirit hovers over us like the Spirit hovered over the earth at creation. And out of our nothingness. How many of you tonight can remember the nothingness you came from? How many of you when you got saved, you could say that Genesis 1 and 2 was a description of you? Your life was without form, without void, and darkness hovered over your life. But the Spirit of God reached down into that and pulled out what you now are. And what you are today is so different than what you started as. Out of the chaos and confusion and brokenness of your life, look what the Lord has done. I want you to listen to what these three words mean. Form, void, and darkness. Actually, the words without form come from one Hebrew word. And they mean this. Confusion. Emptiness. Confusion. Emptiness. Anybody felt a little bit confused lately? If not, y'all need to pray for me. (laughs) Because I am, have been. Emptiness. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about what God is doing. Excited about where we are. I'm excited about where we're going. But let's just be real honest. 
or as few of us at least have recognized, tonight there's a little bit of feeling of emptiness. A little bit of feeling. We've got relationships that the dynamics have changed now because of we've got... I don't know what they have tonight. More than likely, they probably got 150 plus people that would be here. Hello? Is this alright? There's a bit of emptiness. The word void means it comes from an unused root meaning to be empty, a vacuity, an emptiness, a lacking. A hole that seems to be there. The word darkness figuratively means death or sorrow. That's what God had to work with. Nothing, brother. You're right, brother Middleton. Nothing. Nothing. Man cannot create something from nothing. Man doesn't have that ability. You're going to create something great. You've got to have the materials that are the potential to become that greatness. But God looks down at nothingness. God looks down at confusion. God looks down at emptiness and says, you know what? All I need to do is just overshadow. Because if I can overshadow... I can produce something out of nothing. I can bring light out of nothing. I can bring the stars and the sun and the moon out of nothing. I can bring life. I can bring plants and animals and the vegetation. I can bring those things out of nothing. I don't have to have something to do something. I can start with nothing. And all I've got to do is overshadow. And when I overshadow, I've got the ability to pull something out of it. I stand here tonight and declare to this congregation both collectively and as individuals, there is an overshadowing Spirit of God that I believe is hovering in this place tonight that wants to overshadow us and produce something fresh and new in us. Sorry, you can't loosen a bow tie like you loosen a tie. All you can do is take it off, so my apologies. Here's all the reasons why it can't be. Here's all the reasons why it's not possible. But if you're going to tell me that's what you'll do, if that's going to be your response to my excuses, I'm not going to keep arguing. Be it unto me according to your word. Uh, You may not do it out loud right now, but I wonder if somebody, at least in your spirit, could just tell the Lord right now, Be it unto me according to your word. God, whatever it is you have envisioned, whatever it is you have determined for my life, that I see all of the impossibilities and all of the reasons why it can't happen, I just want to simply say, Be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. Here's all the reasons and 
excuses. And, and, and you know, Mary's excuses weren't just excuses to make an excuse. They, they were valid. It was, it was a valid explanation as to why. I'm not preaching to people tonight if you're just making excuses to make excuses. I mean, you've got a valid argument. But you know what? Before the angel ever showed up, before God ever sent the angel, he already knew the situation. Oh, hallelujah. Before God ever gave you the word, he gave you. He already knew the obstacles to the fulfillment of that word. I think I know the answer to this. That's why I'll take the risk of asking the question. But I don't remember how many years ago it's been, Brother brother, uh, Carlos. It's been at least seven or eight because it was before we did this. Sanctuary the way it is now. But if I'm not mistaken, it was somewhere in this general vicinity when the bishop gave you guys... Word from the Lord about D.C. God knew every obstacle between then and now. And whatever obstacles may still be or will come before God ever says what? I'm not preaching. I'm not here to preach for a response, but I'm going to preach till I get a better one than this. Before God ever says what? He knows all the reasons why it can't be. So when God tells you what, He's already calculated every single thing that has to be done to do what He said. So all you and I need to learn how to do is be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me, Lord. Overshadow me. Overshadow me. Because when you overshadow me, what is not possible through man becomes possible with you. Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. You know why I think there's a distinction between ask and think? Because there are things we will think that we're not bold enough to ask. What we will ask is one level. But some of you, in fact, let me rephrase that. Most of you have got some things you've thought about, but maybe you've yet to ask. Because I'm only willing to risk myself so far with what I will verbalize. But I'll let my imagination go a little farther than what I said. And so Paul said, he will do exceeding. Abundantly 
above all that we ask or think. What is it you've been thinking about that you've yet to ask? Because it's just a little bit too crazy. It's just a little bit too far-fetched. But Paul says he is going to exceed not only what you ask, but what you think. But you know what our problem is? Our problem is the rest of that verse. He's going to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in, and then we fill in the blanks. And the, per- the last person that's ever in the blanks is me. He'll do exceeding, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, based on the power that's in Brother Middleton. Because I know Brother Middleton's got the power. I know Brother Middleton's got the anointing. And so God will do all of that through him. I know God will do it through her because she's a prayer warrior. She's got a connection. I know God will do it through Brother Morgan or Brother Shelton. I know He'll do it through them. I know God will heal people through Brother Shoots. Paul said, exceeding, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Somebody say, that's me. Now, somebody don't just say it, but with some faith say, that's me. Exceeding, abundantly, above, through me. Exceeding, abundantly, above, through me. Why? Because the Holy Ghost can overshadow me. And when the Holy Ghost overshadows me, it is able to produce in me and through me what is impossible. I preach to people tonight that you've got some impossible situations in your life. You're looking at some impossible circumstances. But stop waiting for God to send somebody else that comes along with the power. Paul said, it's you that's got the power in you to do exceeding abundantly above all. Oh, Jesus. I'm just going to, I'm going to go ahead and just say it. Just going to say it at the risk of sowing a seed in somebody's mind that wasn't there and causes a problem. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. The enemy wants us as the mother congregation to look at what's going on somewhere else. To look at the excitement of what's new at Antioch West. 
new building and new facility and new this and new that and just here we are. Same old, same old. They got something new. We're left with the old. I don't, I'm not saying that personally. I'm not, don't come up to me after church, brother Wright. We're so glad to have you. That's not what I'm talking about. Not fishing right now. I'm not fishing. Not my point. They got the new. They got the exciting. And here we are. What if we change our perspective? Say, you know what? God has created space. God has created space. That we're not just left behind with the same old, same old. But God has created space to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think. Oh, Brother Wright, you're just trying to get us excited tonight. You're right. You're just trying to get us to not be discouraged tonight. You're absolutely right. You're just trying to hype us up. Not really, but why not? I, I declare tonight, there is an overshadowing of the Holy Ghost here tonight I declare on this first night of change and transition that something new is being birthed here and now and what seems to be impossible what seems to be improbable God is going to do exceeding abundantly above all And all I've got to do is say, be it unto me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How can this be? I don't know. There's a lot of reasons why not. But if it's what God says, then be it unto me. Who am I? What am I? I'm not going to re-preach what I preached this morning at Arnold, but let me just simply touch on it for a moment. All God's asking for you in the circumstances He's calling you to is what you have. He said to the crowd gathered that day, Lord, send them away. They're hungry. Send them home. And He simply said this, what do you have? Because if you will release what you have, I have the ability to multiply. I have the ability to multiply what you have. The problem is, as long as you hold on to what you have, I can't do anything with it. I need you to release what you have, and when you release what you have, that's when I can do exceeding abundantly above all.
biting my tongue. As the apology subsides. God. Not, and please understand by this next statement, it is not an implication of something else. God has put things in order. Not, I don't mean that, that we've been out of order. It's not what I'm, that's not what I'm meaning by that. But we are, we are in a place, said Thursday night, Bishop has said it, we are at that place of order. I'm here tonight to declare, and let me just say prophesy. I prophesy to you elders tonight that there are things you've been battling and have been battling you that because of order, because of proper positioning, what hasn't been able to happen to the degree God has intended will now be able to be opened up to happen because God has positioned us. You see, our, our, our problem is we forget that when God says what, God, God also knows when. When God says what, He knows exactly when. Our problem is God says what, and we assume when. And most of the time we assume when based on our timetable and our preferences. And you can pretty much guarantee all the time that God's win is going to be a lot different than yours. Hebrews says, you know, we, we preach a lot about faith and we need faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Without faith being mixed with the Word, the Word doesn't profit. But Jesus said, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, be thou removed. Your faith does not have to be the same size as your problem. You don't have to have a mountain of faith to move a mountain. He said, if you've got faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, be thou removed. Some of you heard me say it before, and I'll say it again tonight. God doesn't even have a problem with your doubt. God has a problem with your dishonesty, but not with your doubt. Because some of you just want to say, Realized I lost something. <laughs> like a uh, London police officer. <laughs> it's 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 when we try to tell God, I believe, I believe God, and yet we know there's some doubts. But we ignore it. The man that came to Jesus and said, Lord, I believe. But he didn't stop there. He went on to say, I believe. Help my unbelief. He was honest. I got faith. 
But I got doubt too. Anybody like that tonight? I got faith. But I got to be honest. I got some doubts. I got faith. But I've also got some questions. He said, I believe. Help. And he went away with his miracle. All you need is a mustard seed of faith to say to the mountain, be removed. And you don't even have to be free from all doubt. You just got to be honest. But faith is not really our... Faith is exciting. Faith is fun. We like to... It's fun to preach about. Hebrews says, after you've done the will of God, it's not faith that you need. After you've done the will of God, you need patience, endurance. That is, that, that implies that once you've done the will of God, there's going to be a waiting period before it's all accomplished and fulfilled. Oftentimes it's in that waiting period where we get delusion, disillusioned and miss out. It's that in between time where we give up and quit and let go of our faith. But faith wasn't even the problem. Endurance was the problem. It said they through faith and patience received the promise. Faith. and I wonder how many healings some of us have lost. Because from the time we believed we were healed, we did not have the patience to endure until it was fulfilled. In Genesis, the scripture says, God said and it was so. God said, let there be light, there was light. Throughout that whole account of creation, God said and it was so. But God gets the man and what does God do? Everything changes. God says, you mean to tell me God couldn't have said, let there be man and poof, there was man. But he gets to man and God says, let us make man. When God says and it's so, that's an event, that's an act. But when God says, let us make man, to make something is a process. And what God was demonstrating from the very beginning of time, that when I deal with you as a human being, most of what I do in your life is going to be a process. It is not going to be an act or an event. And because God rarely does acts and events in our lives, we give up on the process of what God is really doing. I've been healed of a couple things in my life. Most recently was plantar fasciitis in my heel. I was at Brother Willoughby's funeral. Brother Stone King was the last speaker and he got up and he said in honor that the Lord spoke to him in honor of Brother Willoughby and his faith and the life that he lived that at the funeral, imagine that, at the funeral God wanted to do miracles. I had faith and I reached out and I made, I made connection with God and believed that God would heal my heel. And I walked away believing that. But for the next couple of weeks and months, from time to time, there was still some pain. But I can tell you that's been a couple of years ago now. And for a couple of years now, I have been absolutely pain free. Don't miss, 
Don't miss what God has done in your life because He's doing it as a process and it's not an act or an event. Don't quit somewhere in the middle of the process before God is finished. If God overshadowed you and started something in you, Paul said, whatever God starts, paraphrasing, Whatever God starts, God is going to finish. Anybody got something tonight you believe God has started in you? Do you know that God's guarantee of completion is the fact that He started? The only guarantee you need that God's going to finish is the fact that He started. Because if God starts it, that says in and of itself, I am going to finish what I start. I just need you to stay in a position of be it unto me according to your word. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Jesus. Listen. Ezekiel chapter 37. This is the scripture of Ezekiel's vision of the dry bones. And the verse I'm about to read is in the context of the dry bones, the valley of dry bones. And not preaching about to use this in the context of the dry bones per se. But listen to what Ezekiel says. What the Lord says to Ezekiel to do. Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man. And say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, And breathe upon these slain. Why? That they may live. Let me ask you. Can you imagine any more of a ridiculous situation? Than this. I know some of you are facing some impossible things. Or personally. And I realize... There's various ministries that are looking at some very challenging and perhaps even what seems like impossible situations. But how much more impossible does it get looking at a valley of dry bones and God asking you the question, can these bones live? Not only was it dry bones, but the scripture says they were very dry. Don't you like it when, when God just emphasizes the impossibility of your situation? Thanks, God. I was already a little bit overwhelmed. And now you've got to just insert and make sure I know it's not just dry bones. It is very dry bones. Thank you very much. It's at least two other, maybe it's all three of the others, at least two of the other Gospels record the story of five loaves and two fishes. But John says in his, it was five loaves and two small fishes. Let's just make sure you know what we're working with here. 
We're starting all this off with small fishes. They were dry bones. But actually they were very dry bones. And God asked the question, can these bones live? I like Ezekiel's response. He was a smooth dude. Because you know what he was thinking. I know what I'd be thinking. Uh, no, I don't think so, God. But he had a pretty, pretty good response. He said, I can just picture him just kind of a little bit of a squinted brow. Just that really somber look saying, God, you know. Don't make me say what I think. You know. Say to the four winds, Oh, breath of God. I, I, am, I guess what I was trying to say a moment ago when I made the point about the dry bones, my, my point is not saying that you and I here tonight are dry bones. It's not that that's the, the different, con, different than the context of what I'm using it for. I'm not saying you and I are dry bones. What I'm saying is the same breath of God that Ezekiel prophesied to that came upon that valley of dry bones is the same breath of God that I believe has already. But I also believe in the next few moments before we leave here tonight that the breath of God is going to breathe into this sanctuary. and Something fresh and new is going to come to life tonight. You see, here's the challenge that Mary had. When you first conceive, you're not aware you conceive. It takes a little bit of time to know. Again, my point, I wonder of how many, I wonder how many things we've given up on that were conceived. But because we didn't wait around long enough to see the visible signs, we gave up. And potentially aborted things that God had already started. So she had to accept. The Holy Ghost is going to overshadow me. And when the Holy Ghost overshadows me. I am not going to be suddenly nine months pregnant. Ready to produce life. Sorry I wasn't implying anything by my posture ladies. <laughs> I was act, That was subconscious. I guess that's what's in my subconscious. So sorry. I lose either way. I'll just shut up now. <laughs> she had to go through. Oh. She had to go through the process. I'm, I'm not telling you. I'm not trying to say tonight that we're going to come in here next Sunday night and it's going to be standing room only. I'm not saying that next Sunday morning, Brother Brown, Robinwood Rec Center is going to be overflowing with people, but Pinewood Village is going to be bursting out the scenes, Brother Ghost. That's not what I'm saying here tonight. 
But I am declaring tonight that something is going to be conceived afresh and anew in us tonight. And that we are going to see the demonstration and the fulfillment of that in us. Because the Holy Ghost individually but also collectively is in this place tonight and is going to overshadow those that are willing to say as Mary said, Be it unto me. According to your word. I'm going to give a, I'm going to open the altar in a moment. And I, this is probably really just completely out of place. And uh, probably it was a better time or could be a better time. But since I haven't done it yet and I just can't get away from it, I'll just do it right now. Sister Gross, could, could you come to the front if you need us to get you a chair if you can't, not really able to stand, we'll get you a chair. But could you come down here? I, I, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, it was during the ordaining of the Mother Congregation Elders team. And if I'm not mistaken, it was kind of after the prayer. Or actually as the prayer was kind of winding down still. But I, I just... It just hit me. You have got too much to give. You are full of so much still to give. And there is so much that you have that we still need. You've been battling, I know, for several years now at least. Various physical issues. I just, it just, I just couldn't get away from it. Sun Thursday night, and I haven't gotten away from it since. And so here we are. I, I just, and, and I think it was, it was after it that this kind of came to me. But I thought back to what brother, what Bishop Parent said about his shoulder. You know, God, what's the deal? I, you know, I'm, I believe you. Let's take care of this. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind you are a woman of faith. You are a lady that has faith and confidence in God. I, I know, first and maybe first and foremost, if I could say it that way, at Pinewood Village, I, I know you and your husband are a, a great team together and there's a great work there, but I believe that beyond Pinewood Village, you, you, I, I sat at your birthday party and I listened to what folks said about you and, and I realized there's a different season of life but there's just still too much. Still too much. So it may not be an act. may not be an event. But I'm just going to believe that right now the Holy Ghost will overshadow you tonight. And that the Spirit of God will begin right now that process of renewing and healing to get you to a place where you can freely give without the physical restrictions what it is that you have to give. Would you join me right now? Father, in the name of Jesus, I loose the power of the Holy Ghost to overshadow Sister Gross right now the same power that overshadowed Mary and produced in her womb. Let that same power overshadow right now and produce healing and restoration and renewing and wholeness in this life. In the 
name of Jesus. God, I pray tonight for complete wholeness and restoration of this body. I pray for complete and total wholeness and restoration. Every infirmity, I come against it tonight. Every sickness, I bind it tonight. I speak healing and wholeness in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, breath of God, breathe in this sanctuary right now. Oh, breath of God, breathe into this sanctuary. Bring fresh life. Bring fresh faith. Bring fresh hope. Bring fresh vision. Oh, breath of God, breathe on us right now. In the name of Jesus, come on, if that's your prayer and you've got some specifics in mind, I open this altar to you right now to come down here to present yourself to the Lord. Overshadow me, God. Breathe on me tonight, God. God, move. Move on the void. Move on the form without form in the void and the darkness right now. Spirit of God, hover over us tonight and bring out something new. Bring out something new. Bring out something new in the lives of the individuals in this sanctuary tonight. But also as a body, God, we pray that you would hover over us and bring out something new from our midst. Come on. I don't mean this to sound as a cop-out, so I hope you won't think it's a cop-out. I'm not talking about what you may see or feel right now. I'm not talking about what you're going to be able to perceive with your natural eyes right now. But if you'll let your faith reach out, the Holy Ghost can overshadow you and conceive something brand new in you right now. I know some of you are looking at impossible situations. I know some of you are staring at some mountains tonight. But I know you've also got a mustard seed of faith. I believe, Lord. Help my unbelief. I believe. Help my unbelief. But overshadow me, overshadow me, conceive in me, God, what seems to be impossible. Conceive in me, God, what, what goes against logic and reasoning, but that your spirit has the power and the ability 
to produce. If you're not needing to pray for yourself right now, if you're not needing to respond for yourself right now, would you please be sensitive to the Holy Ghost and let the Lord use you right now? Would you be sensitive to the Holy Ghost to speak a word of life, to speak to the breath, the wind of God, to breathe into this, into some lives right now? Overshadow us tonight, God. Overshadow us tonight, God. Overshadow us tonight. Envelop us tonight, God. Produce something supernatural in us tonight, God. Do something out of the ordinary. Do something out of the realm of logic and reason in us. Produce in us and through us what can only be done by a supernatural move of your spirit. God, every impossible situation that somebody's looking at tonight, let faith rise up that your breath, your wind can breathe into that situation and bring new life. God, I pray that you would empower us tonight to look through the eyes of faith. Not to walk based on what we see. Not to walk based on what our sight shows us but to walk by faith. Open the eyes of faith in this place tonight, God. Open the eyes of faith tonight. Open the eyes of faith tonight. Give us eyes of faith that we can see beyond the impossibility. Give us eyes of faith that we can see beyond the adversity. Give us eyes of faith that we can see beyond the challenge and we can see your power and your ability that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that is resting within us. It's not something we're waiting on. It's not something we're waiting on, but it's something you've already put in us. It's a power that's already residing in us. It's a power that already abides in us. We've just got to release faith and activate it to see you do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Overshadow God. Overshadow God. 
let the same Spirit that overshadowed Mary, let it overshadow us tonight. Let the same Spirit that overshadowed Mary overshadow us tonight. You're the same God today as you were then. Your power and ability is the same today to conceive in us what seems to be impossible. To conceive in us what seems unlikely. And so we simply say, be it unto me. Be it unto me, God, according to your word. Be it unto me, God, according to your word. Not according to what I see, not according to what I feel, not according to what I think. But according to your word. According to your word. According to your word. Breathe, breathe, O oh breath of God. Breathe, O oh breath of God. Breathe, Breathe on us, Jesus. Breathe on us, Jesus. Breathe on us, Jesus. Jesus' name. Jesus' name, Jesus' name. What is impossible with us, what is impossible with man, is possible with you, God. What is an impossibility to us is still possible for you. What is beyond our ability. And what may even be beyond our faith, God, is possible for you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, not by might, nor by power, by your spirit, Lord. Not by might, nor by power, but by your Spirit. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus.
in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Katolobo koshataramanda yei alalabahaya. Ilamando roboseki alalabahaya. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I wonder if you would, for just a moment, just lift our hands and ask the Lord to seal His Word in us. Seal Your Word in our hearts, God. We come against the adversary. We come against the enemy that would like to steal the seed of Your Word that You've planted in our hearts tonight. God, I pray that You would protect Your Word and that it has fallen upon good ground. That it might produce in the lives of Your people. God, that it might produce in us as individuals, but also that it would produce in us as a body. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Brother, you said they had 153 at Antioch West tonight. That's awesome. Thankful for that. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. God bless you. Look forward to seeing you on Thursday evening. In Jesus' name.